Hi, this is Stephanie Ortega, and you're listening to the Remix Movement Podcast. Hey, everybody, it's Stephanie. I hope you enjoyed your week. I hope that you had a good weekend. I know it has been a rough season here in Florida. But if you're checking us out on YouTube, hello, I'm on camera today. <laughs> All right. So um, if you are in South Florida, which is where we're at, I hope that you are dry and that the tropical storm Ida was not so bad for you. I know that there was a couple flooding here and there. I know that uh, it's just been really windy and rainy and it's just been super crazy. Um, but yeah, so that happened this weekend and... Um, we're still in the midst of this elections. A lot of news stations said that our president-elect is uh, Joe Biden. But um, as we can see from the news, there's been some things that President Trump is doing. So I don't know if that's going to be him or not, but they're still working it out with recounting and votes and legal allegations. So we're going to keep the nation still in prayer. And yeah, I decided to do something different with this episode. I got all dolled up. I put on my lipstick, I did my hair, I put some makeup. So I'm just changing it up a little bit. I know it's different, um, but yeah, we just, you know, I, I want it to look nice. Sometimes if you look nice on the outside, you feel better about yourself. And right now I'm feeling pretty good. So I can definitely tell you that works. So if you're having a bad day, ladies, um, put some makeup on, do your hair. It makes you feel better. And guys too, I mean, get your, you know, put on your cologne and, you know, take out your earrings if you have earrings or your watches or whatever you have to do so that you can feel good about yourself on the outside. You're beautiful. You deserve it. You're handsome. So go do it. <laughs> All right. So um, in our last episode, we went ahead and we talked about devotionals. Um, we talked about what it is and uh, what is true devotional time look like. Is it something that you started and then you went ahead and decided, oh, well, I'm not I'm not going to finish doing it or I stopped for whatever reason. Um, yeah, it was kind of like a like a teaching thing that we had going on. So I really hope that you enjoyed it. Um, we mentioned over and over again in that episode, which was episode 34, that um, devotional time is necessary for your relationship with God. And we gave you some practical ways of how you can do your devotional time the many forms that it takes on so if you didn't get a chance to hear that episode please we encourage you to go check it out on our youtube or any of our uh, podcast streaming channels all right um the last episode's challenge was to find a new way to incorporate devotional time back into your daily life to do it every day constantly um, we gave you some examples that maybe you may want to start with our verses of the day that are on Instagram and Facebook stories. And you can definitely check those out on a daily basis. We said you can also purchase a devotional Bible or a devotional book. Um, check out maybe a, a YouTube video of a pastor. Incorporate that. And um, and really, one of the other ways that we talked about was journaling. I think journaling is a really great way to kind of break the ice with your devotional time, really write down your thoughts and really pray about them and have your devotional time with God. So I really hope that um, that you start this if you have never done it before. And if you have done it before, that you continue. So that's what it's all about. Continuing devotional time so you can strengthen 
your relationship with God. All right. So in this episode, we are going to talk about the parable of the lost son. And we talked a little bit about the younger son in our previous episode. It was episode 81 to be exact. So definitely check out episode 81. We talked about the prodigal son. We talked about how he left and then he came back. He was lost and then he was found. And I told you guys one day I'm going to come back and I'm going to talk about the older son and what his reaction was and how he was thinking and what he was doing when all of this news was coming that his younger son was coming back. So this is the episode where we're going to do that. So we're going to be reading from chapter... 15 of Luke, so Luke 15, and we're actually going to be reading verses 25 to 32, and this is the end of that story, and this is the second person besides the older, I mean younger son, uh, we're going to talk about the second son, so the older son, did I say that right? We talked about the younger son, we're going to talk about the older son, <laughs> all right, so I'm just going to go ahead and start by reading it, and then we'll go ahead and we'll talk about it a little bit more. So verse 25, it says, meanwhile, the older son was in the fields working. When he returned home, he heard music and dancing in the house. And he asked one of his servants what was going on. Your brother is back, he was told, and your father has killed the fattened calf. We are celebrating because of his safe return. Verse 28, the older son was angry and wouldn't go in. So he wouldn't go into the house. His father came out and begged him, and he replied, All these years I've slaved for you, and never once refused to do a single thing you told me to do. And all the time you never gave me even one young goat for a feast with my friends. Yet when this son of yours comes back after squandering your money on prostitutes, you celebrate by killing the fattened calf. Calf. His father said to him, look, dear son, you have always stayed by me and everything I have is yours. We had to celebrate this happy day for your brother was dead and he has come back to life. He was lost, but now he is found. So the title of this episode is what about me? It's a question. What about me? And the reason why I titled it that is because this is the reaction of the older son. So the older son, we find him first, he is working. He's in the field, he's doing his job, he's, you know, he's doing his stuff. And when he comes back home, he's hearing music, he's hearing commotion, and he's like, what is going on? And once he finds out that all of this celebration is being done for his brother, the brother who decided to get his inheritance early, the brother who decided to go out and use his money for whatever it is that he wanted to use it for. The Bible says that it was, you know, selfish things, fleshly things, things of this world, corrupt things. We don't really know what it was, but he went and he did that, spent all his money. And now the younger son comes back and he's basically angry. But his anger is mostly because of jealousy, because he even compares himself to his brother. He says, you know what? My my younger brother, he went, he partied, he did this wild lifestyle. He comes back and he gets a whole feast, the biggest cow. And I don't get any of that. You don't even let me get a, a young calf so that I can celebrate with my friends. You don't do that for me. What about me? 
So he he's basically jealous. He's jealous of the fact that his brother's being celebrated. And, you know, maybe he even thinks he should not be celebrated. He should have some type of consequence. He should understand, like, you know, what he did was wrong. Maybe that's what he thought. But in this moment, it says he was angry. And with all of the things that he's saying, with the comparisons that he's doing, with the perspective that he has going on right now, it sounds a little bit like he is actually trying to be selfish in a point. He's like, well, what about me? What about like I have slaved for you? And to even use that word, like you're not slaving for your dad if you're working for your dad. Like you are living comfortable. You have servants that are there. You know, you you do your stuff. You're being loved. You have a home. And yet he's like using all these outrageous exaggerating things like i slaved for you you haven't given me anything i haven't been able to eat a, a young calf with my friends very selfish very angry very jealous all right and he's basically saying what about me all right his dad replies and his dad's perspective is a hundred percent different right his dad's perspective is i'm not thinking about you I'm thinking about my son who was lost and now is found. But let me tell you this, even in the way he responds to his older son, it's one that's very loving. It's one that's very compassionate. It's one that's like very fair. And it's really funny to see that because we see that the older son is like, well, this is not fair. You don't do this for me. And his dad's like, well, dear son, so son that I love, I love you. I love my other son. Listen, I'm trying to tell you what's going on. The reality of the situation is that you have always stayed with me. You everything I have is yours. And we talked about in episode 81 how the relationship between the father and the youngest son is a relationship between God, our father and us. That we can come back home into God's presence, into God's grace. We can come back to him and he's never going to deny us. He's never going to say, well, that's not, it's not right what you did. I'm not going to forgive you. But here, the father's being very loving, very compassionate. He's being very fair. And he reacts in, in the way that our God would say the same thing to us if we were in this situation. If we were angry, if we were jealous, if we were envious, if we were selfish, God is saying, dear daughter, dear son, you have always stayed with me. I have always loved you. I've always been the one taking care of you. And everything I have is yours. Every single thing I own is yours. My servants are yours. My love is yours. My peace is yours. Nothing was taken away from you. You decided to stay with me. You decided to stay in this relationship with me. You decided to stick it out with me. And yes, you work, but you come home to food on your plate. And yes, you go out and you do labor, but you come back to a shower, to a bath. You come back to... All of the things that I have, the blessings that I have, you get it all because I love you. And today God is saying the same thing to you. 
You have everything that I give you. Everything I am is yours. God is a God of mercy. You have mercy. God is a God of grace. You have grace. God is a God of love. You have love. God is a God of faithfulness, and he will remain faithful to you forever. Everything he has is yours. All right? So two different perspectives. And, and I want to talk about again this this idea of what about me this idea of like well i want to compare myself to him i want to compare myself to her he's getting what i prayed for she's getting what i prayed for that's not fair anger sometimes we get angry we get frustrated and and we take it out on god and we ask god questions well why what about me when we really should understand that we need to be more grateful. We need to be more thankful for what we have. We need to understand that God is going to be there no matter what. He's going to be there for you. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, it says, No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so you can endure it. So you will be tempted by the enemy. That's not going to go away. But you will be able to overcome it with God on your side. You will have moments of anger, but you'll be able to get over it by understanding who your God is, who your father is. You'll be able to overcome your temptations and your, your selfishness and your envy and your jealousy. You're going to be able to overcome it. You're not going to be surprised when it happens, and you really shouldn't be because there's a reason that everything happens and everything works for our good, but you better believe if you have God on your side, if you are coming back to God's hands, if you are coming back to who God is, you're gonna be able to overcome that. And again, we should not be angry when other people are being blessed. We should not be uh, comparing ourselves. We really shouldn't. Everybody is their own person. Not everybody has the same problem. Not everybody has the same situation. Not everybody's living under your circumstances. Everybody's different. But God understands what you're going through. He sees what you're going through. And he will let you move past that with his love, with his grace, with his faithfulness. You just have to hold on to who God is. You just have to understand that everything that he has you have that you are being taken care of it's not about what's going on now oh well god they have this now oh well my sister got this now well god my prayer didn't happen now it's not about the now sometimes sometimes it's about what you've had you've had your health You've had your happiness. You've had your joy. You've had your peace. You've had your mom and dad's prayers. You've had your financial um, you know, help. You've had the ability to get to know who God is. You've had tests, but you've had also testimonies. You've had everything that God is, you have. And we really need to understand that if we're going to be able to overcome our comparison, our jealousy, our envy, our anger. You can't get over those things if you really don't understand 
who God is and what you have as a son or daughter of Christ. So with social media, it's very, very easy to fall into these traps of comparison. And everybody goes through this. You're scrolling, you're scrolling, you're scrolling. Every day you're scrolling. Whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, you are literally looking at so much information so much photos so much captions from somebody who works in the marketing department i can tell you that every day you're consuming as much information as literally the equivalency of the height of the statue of liberty and the statue of liberty is pretty high so just think about that you're seeing ads you're seeing people's photos you're seeing people's stories you're engaging yourself with finding out people's information because so many people are easy to put their information out there they share their joys more than they share the tough spots that they're in and sometimes they don't put light on the situations that they're going through because they don't want people to think a certain way about them but because you're only seeing the good things, you're only seeing the happy parts of their life. When somebody gets blessed with something that you've been praying for, it's tough. Sometimes you struggle and and you think like, well, no, I don't have that problem. But honestly, there has been times where maybe you said, oh, well, I can't believe we just found out she's pregnant. I like I've been praying to get pregnant forever. And, and it hasn't worked out for me. Why is that? Or, oh, they they got a new car. How did they get a new car? We're, we're in the midst of a pandemic. Like, good for them. I'm glad they have their job and, and I lost mine. Those are things that literally are unnecessary. Because what happens is, is when you compare yourself, you end up just like this older brother. And you say, well, that's not fair. It's not fair that they got blessed with what I was praying for. It's not fair that they were given something I wanted. It's not fair that they got a job and I'm still waiting. It's not fair that this is going on. And then what happens is because you're comparing yourself and because you're you're essentially jealous of their blessings that you haven't received or you haven't gotten an answer for, it turns into this cycle of when all of a sudden your mind goes into anger and you start practicing are producing an environment of hostility and that hostility grows into a point where you become more selfish and you start pointing things or well why isn't that this happened to them and not to me well why isn't this and that and and again it's not about you when when these situations happen it's not about you comparing it to them and you say well what about me that is not what God intends us to do. Instead, God wants us to be grateful for the blessings he gives to your brother and sisters. Because you know what? They are our brothers and sisters in Christ. And we are called to love them no matter what. So if somebody just found out they're pregnant, you need to be rejoicing. If somebody finds out they got a new car or a new job, you should be rejoicing. You should be celebrating because these are blessings that are given to them. And when you celebrate blessings that are given to them, God sees that. God sees that you're not being selfish. God sees that you're not being angry. God sees that you're not being a person that compares them. And God will bless you in his time. 
God will go ahead and again be faithful. God will recognize the love, the joy, and the peace that you have because of the reaction you have when other people are blessed. And that's what we want to do in our lives. It is difficult. I'm not going to lie. It is very difficult to do that sometimes because it's easy. For the enemy to put these things in there, to put these thoughts in your mind, it's easy for the enemy to make you fall into that trap of comparison. But we have to be able to look back to our father and say, you know what, God, you have a plan for my life. You know what's best for me. You know what's best for them. I'm going to celebrate for their victory. I'm going to celebrate for what they got. And I'm going to celebrate because in due time, In the time that you have for me, you will bless me. That is the perspective that we need to have. We need to have the perspective of the father in this story. And we need to be able to say, you know what, dear son or daughter, I will always be there for you. God is always going to be there for you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Even when you feel you are the most loneliest in the most dreadful state even when you feel like you can't tell anybody anything and you are stuck by yourself dealing with something god sees you god sees you and he wants to draw near to you and he wants to be able to embrace you and let you know that everything that he has is yours so in james chapter 3 verse 6 it says for where jealousy and selfish ambition exist There will be disorder and every vile practice. And again, that is what I was telling you guys. When you have an environment of anger and jealousy, it will produce an environment of hostility, of disorder. And that is not what we want. So in order for us to get over jealousy, we need to really ask ourselves, well, as believers, what can I do? What can I do to overcome jealousy? And to make this very crystal clear, very easy and practical, I've come up with five different ways for you to overcome jealousy. The first one is be more grateful for the things and the people that you have in your life. So when you are filled with jealousy, when you're scrolling through something on Instagram or Facebook, when you see that other people are being blessed and you all of a sudden ask yourself, well, what about me? When is that going to happen? Think back to the things that you currently have and the people you have in your life. Be grateful and be appreciative of what you have because what you have may not be what they have. They may have gotten a new car, but maybe they don't have their mom and dad alive. They may have gotten uh, you know, you know, a new kid that they just found out that they're pregnant with, but it may have taken them a long time to get there. And you, on the other hand, maybe already have kids. So really be more grateful for the things and the people that you have in your life right now. The second one is stay away or limit the places that will encourage comparison. So sometimes you can't stay away from these places because there are some people in your job, in your school, at your work, at the supermarket, maybe family members, wherever it's at. There may be an area or a place where you just you can't avoid it. It's part of your daily life. So try to limit those environments where you feel that you have to compare yourself. 
Limit the amount of time you spend on social media if that's you. Limit the amount of time you may be um, in a meeting with somebody or you may be having conversations with particular family members and all of a sudden comparison comes up. Limit that time. Tell yourself, well, I know that I'm getting into this state and I'm going to start thinking and comparing myself to this person or that person and then just try to walk away or turn it off. You have to try to not put yourself in that atmosphere of jealousy and anger. So just try to limit that place where you are encouraged to compare yourself. Number three, talk to someone about your jealousy issues. Now, when I say talk to somebody, I, it could be a therapist, it can be a pastor, or it can be a family member or friend that you trust. Don't be telling your business to everybody because that does not work, all right? But try to find somebody that you can find in, that you trust in, that you know will give you great advice, and that you can sit with them and say, hey, listen, I've been dealing with this thing or this person for a long time. This person is my trigger when I talk to them or I see them. Instantly, I'm filled with anger and jealousy. Maybe they can give you some advice. Maybe they can help you with that interpersonal relationship. Like really talk to somebody that you trust about this because they're going to want the best for you as well. They're going to want to help you out in any way possible. Number four, read more of the Bible. Increase your devotional time. The best way that you can encourage yourself and really remind yourself of who God is and everything that he has in store for you is by reading scripture, reading the Bible. There's a lot of people in the Bible that have also gone through jealousy issues, not just the story of the lost son, not just the younger, you know, the older son and his reactions. There's other people that may have felt anger, that may have felt jealousy. So really dig deep in the Bible and check it out. Find new people that you can relate to and that can give you words of encouragement to help you out for when you're going through jealousy and anger. And the last one, pray. Pray. Push until something happens. Pray until something happens. I'm sorry. Um, but prayers move mountains. And there's no other better person to speak to on this except for God. You can talk to your friends. You can talk to your family members. But really, in order for you to overcome jealousy and overcome anger and stop asking the questions, what about me? You got to go to God. You got to run to God. You got to run to your father. And you got to tell him, this is what's going on. Like, he's the only person that's going to be able to help you grow in understanding and grow in truth and learn to really be more grateful for the things that you have. So definitely pray. Now, these five things I'm going to go also and post it on our social media, both on Facebook and Instagram at The Remix Movement. And really, like, look into this if this is something that you catch yourself doing. Um, and like I said, I've, this has happened to me before, and I'm not ashamed, uh, ashamed to say it, and I'm pretty sure it's happened to you. It's so easy for us to look at other people and see the blessings that they get and really think about ourselves. It's, it's really easy for the enemy to say, oh, well, look, this person has that, and you've been praying for that, and that hasn't happened yet. Or, oh, look, this person said this, and, and you know, God didn't bless you with that. It's so easy for the enemy to put those thoughts in our minds and we really need to just say that to the enemy, hey, 
I don't need to feel this way. You know why I don't need to feel this way? Because I know who God is. I know who my father is. And I'm going to be able to celebrate with these people. I'm going to be able to say, you know what? It's okay that God blessed them with that. God has a season for me. God has a time for me. God knows what's best for me. You will get to that point. And with these five steps, I think it'll definitely help you as well. So today's episode challenge is going to be think of a recent time when you scrolled through social media and you felt jealous about someone else about where they lived or what they did or who they married or you know what they have and just think about it you know and and it's really easy to think about this i'm telling you like it's something that probably everybody goes through but um when you think about these things do not by any chance think what about me instead pray for that person be grateful for the things you have and celebrate with them with what god is blessing them with so that's the episode challenge think about that time where you felt that way and think of a particular person you know and instead of feeling anger and jealousy just give it to god in prayer and celebrate with them Send them a comment. Don't send them a comment that's bad. Don't send them a comment like, oh, well, good for you, unless you really mean it. But send them a comment and just say, hey, I'm praying for you, or, or that's fantastic, you know? And if you don't feel comfortable sending them a comment, then just pray for them and pray for yourself. So I really hope you enjoyed this episode, and I hope you have a great rest of the week. I'll probably see you soon. I'm probably going to show up on YouTube and, you know, do another video soon. And we'll see what happens. So thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Remix Movement for more updates. Send us a DM with your feedback, questions, and any topics that you would like to hear in any of our future episodes. Thank you and God bless.